0: Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erina. This week we talked to CEO Sean Millerkamp, in which we discussed the stadium deal, FFA money grant, Paolo's overseas scouting, and much more. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke and Morrow.
1: How are you guys? Evening, gentlemen. Good to be back. And it's dark outside, which is weird. We mm. better go
0: home. All right, walk cut song. Thanks, everyone, from Luke.
1: I'm gonna jump in early. Green Day. Nice guys finish last.
0: Yep. Except in this case, it's not the gents. Hmm.
1: Victory? No, it's just no. the fact that we've it, the season's finished. Oh, That's right. all it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's, There's uh, nothing more in it than I that. I Thought there was some sort of uh, football or no, no, no uh, table implication.
0: No shit, guys finished
1: last in the A League. Yeah, they do. They do.
2: I was overcomplicating that, overthinking it.
1: I nice d- and simple to finish off. I didn't. Nice and I
2: didn't
0: put much thought into this week. The past weeks I have, and this week I just. What you want to play? We are the champions, or some something like that, because we're not the champions. <laughs> well, we're so. a little bit
2: out of form, aren't we? Because you know we haven't been we here. We kind of weeks.
0: sick last week, and we didn't really have much to talk about, so we didn't do it. Hmm. That's basically it. Right, Fred's question. Now that the season is over, name your favourite moment. It can either be Mariners related or general A League. Mm. He goes on to say that his favourites are. Um, you know, Ocon revitalizing the squad and Payne's goal versus Adelaide, our double win, which is quite good.
2: And that was just the start of it. I've mm. only got one favourite moment, and that was the moment that we beat those clowns from Newcastle. Yeah. That yeah, was no, a so quality yeah. moment.
1: I'm going to say I don't want to pick the same, but I'm probably going to I'm beating the Jets at home uh, to pretty much confirm to not get the spoon and pretty much confirm them getting the spoon. Definitely. Yeah, dropping them that's into the last place
0: was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, Payne's, Payne's goal was good and that win against Adelaide. First of the season, that was that was up there as well. I'm going to probably put that close second.
1: I think um, if I can pick another two, maybe probably the two chips to Canberra. They were fun, even though the whole Canberra thing was a bit of a failure and there was no crowd and, um, you know, it wasn't uh, the game. To the summertime, one game as Zane would say. Yeah. One game was good and one game wasn't, Uh, but the trips down were good fun with some good people, so that was fun.
2: Well, if we're going to pick more than one, I'm going to pick a couple more too, and (laughs) and the the other two that I liked were both the same thing, really. Inflatable day. Well, no, That was fun. But that was fun too, especially when I saw my inflatable flying <laughs> high. It was great. Loved it. No, um, us away, Newcastle, F3 Derbies, yes. some of the best support that we've yeah. had up there in years. Any away um, day, really. Yeah, but those ones in particular, we were all together. Everyone was really close packed compared to usual and there was a really buoyant atmosphere and the way the club put on the buses and the beer and the f- food and... I don't even know what else, but it was good fun. I know that, and I did it twice. And uh, even even the hugs and kisses came with me.
0: So, as a senior, you're advocating for away days. Can you you know promote that to other seniors? Uh, well, because you know can you, try. Get on, you read on social media that these people are scared of going away and blah blah blah.
2: No, there's nothing to be frightened of. It's we're all with well, we're with our own kind, so to speak. We look after each other, and uh, we try not to get into fights with the riot police, although Melissa sometimes <laughs> does. Um, and no, no, there's nothing like that. Away trips are good fun and uh, a good time for you to get to know people you don't know because you can, you know, get around the whole chant thing. You invite people in who are carrying a flag because they're carrying a flag. They're going to wave it well. You don't necessarily need to know each other when you go for the big group hug when we score and all that sort of thing. It's great. Get into it. It is.
0: It is.
1: Um, So Jets announced earlier today they've appointed Ernie Merrick for two seasons, um, which
0: now as as i as I saw it it's um so out of all the coaches that started the first a league, these are the two longest lasting Merrick and McKenna. Mm. and I'm pretty sure they are pretty good mates, and so would you see this as a, a job for the mates? yes, 100%. to some extent, yeah,
1: it's frustrating because the merry go round continues for me, like this is what only's third club obviously very- he failed at. You know, very successful in Melbourne, uh, was probably found out in Wellington when he had maybe not as strong a squad as he had during his time at Melbourne, but a very strong squad. And for whatever reason, just could not get all that talent to work together. And um, I think the Jets hiring him is pretty hilarious. And I think Laurie will probably be out of a job within 12 months. Yeah, I... Because he will die on that sword if he fails.
2: Yeah, and I, I think it's uh, it's sort of like, I don't know, it's the, it's the to be frank, it's the gutless option, if you ask me. I, I thought yeah. that Milicic was uh, the other option that they had, and they're in a rebuilding time, and I rate Milicic. Um, everywhere he's been as an assistant coach, then those teams have um, have been good. He was good under Popovich. He's been good around the Socceroos system.
1: And, and ever since he's left the Wanderers, they've gone downhill.
2: Yep. He's a former Jet, uh, Milicic, and yeah. uh, so there's a lot going for why he could have been a good choice. In some respects, he's a bit like Ocon. Maybe he's a bit untested, but um, he's got all of the background and all of the, you know, sort of experience. And I feel like Merrick, while I'm sure he has been a great coach... It the might A-League, be
0: a case of the fact that Merrick is willing to work within a certain amount of constraints that Milicic um, yeah. wasn't.
2: Yeah, maybe it could be, but but for me, the A-League has changed a lot in the uh, 12 years that it's been around and it's become a really professional, highly technical um, uh, league now like it wasn't back then. Um, and uh, some of the old school let me call it coaches I don't think are likely to be successful so this is a really cautious
0: way to uh, go about it. that's why I me. think McKinna wouldn't work as a manager now yeah, I mean, as many I as you know as much as you see some Mariners fans call for it it's not going to work because a yeah. league's moved on so much since the first few seasons it has it's apart a, from our stadium it's the little technical things
2: and professionalism things that really make the difference now there is so little difference between the bottom of, and the top um, that I don't think you can get away with um, passion as as the driver, like he used to be able to. So,
1: and I think Laurie knows that as well. That's why he's not on the sideline. That's why he's up in the corporate box because he knows that the league's probably passed him by. And that's why I don't get appointing Ernie. It's it doesn't make it doesn't make the derby any more exciting though because he's quite bland.
0: Yeah, <laughs> what do I think of a colour for him? It's grey.
1: Yeah, there's not going to be much. It's um, yeah, there won't be much sort of. Banter or
2: shit. Imagine, imagine Milicic versus versus O'Connor as yes. coaching options. That'd Former be, Jets that'd together, be great. they played together at the Jets. I reckon that'd be great. Uh, in the first year, I reckon, yeah, it would have been. But anyway, didn't happen. It,
1: yeah, you know, to me, it either had to be. I know that they need some form of experience because they're arguably, in my opinion, in a worse spot than us. Um, but Milicic, he had he has the experience of being an assistant. For a long time. They either needed to go that route or to go experience from overseas. They needed a... You know, they needed some new blood in, I think. Because I don't think he knows the league anymore. Whereas... They seem to think that he does know the league, but I don't think he does because no, he got, and, and I don't he got about, found out in Wellington.
2: I don't know about player contacts either. You know, I think I think this can make them an average team, but I don't think this can take them to the top. Whereas maybe in our own case, um, we've chosen an untested coach, but um, get it right and I think it can take us to the top.
0: Mm. Um,
2: so anyway, that's what they've done.
0: <laughs> right, in reviews. Um, so we didn't uh, review any of the semis games, but Sydney obviously beat Perth 3-0. Um, Controversy for VAR? I know you don't think so, Morrow.
2: I like the (coughs) controversial It's imperfect. Nobody agrees with me, do they? Come on, tell me why you don't agree with me. After this
0: game, in the entire world, there had been three VAR decisions made and all three of them went to Sydney. Correct. Watch out for that. Do you think (laughs) that he was offside and impeding the
2: defender? Uh, aren't they two different decisions? Um, let's go with the first one. The first one was where the, the defender was supposedly impeded. No, he was flat-footed, was never going to get there. Tried climbing over whoever was in the road, Bobbo, was it? And um, uh, even afterwards didn't appeal for anything because he knew he was flat-footed and he was never going to get there. So
0: got it right, the VAR. Okay, well, I think the VAR isn't there to manage interpretations. It's there to manage whether he was offside or not and he was offside in the second it's goal up to the, the referees the second
2: VAR decision
0: it's up to the referees to decide the interpretation of whether he was impeded or not and so the linesman has interpreted that he was impeded and that he was um that the sydney player was offside and so all the var can do then is say yes he was offside or no he wasn't offside it's not up for He's re-reflected. So the game. not disturbing yeah, to reinterpret
2: it. They got they got both decisions right, but that's the only thing that was right about it. That's you saying that. I believe that. <laughs> yes, I but that's I, the only I, thing that was right about it. What was wrong about it was that they wasted a hell of a lot of time with those decisions, and that was annoying during the game. And I associate that with a different code, and I hate it. But I've droned on about that other times, so I won't go on any further. Chicken time. That's what it's called in rugby league. Well, yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't I know because I can't watch that game anymore because oh, st- the it game's either. too stunted. Like this game, we're drawing boxes in the air. Save me. Let's get on with the football. Um, no VAR, whether they got it wrong or right.
1: I would agree with you if he was onside. I don't think he was impeded, but because he was offside, I think that he becomes involved in the play and he impedes...
0: It's really, he's within a couple of yards of the ball. Yeah. That is that is impeding. No. That is that is interfering with play.
2: The player has to actually be able to make a decent play on the ball, and he couldn't. Just my opinion. He was flat I think he could have. For some bizarre reason, I think I was in line with Led, Ned Zelic on this one. I was going to say Ned yeah, well, Zelic, but go. no Ned Zelic. <laughs> I never agree with lot, him any other
0: time, but I'm a, just a
2: disagreeable old
0: bugger, you know. And uh, victory, Roar, 1-0 to the victory. It was Bush is... Um, Probably. ACL. Oh, he's got the ACL yeah, coming true. up this week, yeah, true. Yeah. But true. his last A League game.
1: Yeah. Which, I don't know, sad. I th- I I think he's the best. I'm gonna say he's the second best with my yellow glasses on behind Swanswick. Like.
0: International yeah. player?
1: Yeah. yeah. Visa player.
0: Yep. Or for yeah, all that yeah, for and in that order too. Yeah. For um how how long they've both played for each club, yeah. yeah. I'd totally agree with that. Maybe even with quality maybe But you might see You know A better quality player Come in To have a fear But he, you know, he played A couple yeah. of games I think so is you can't really compare Broish is
1: probably A more quality player Than Swansvike But then you've got To factor in where they play And all those sorts of things But I think he's definitely Been amazing Overall um, impact And outcomes yeah. And
2: uh, yeah Swansvike Broish That order <laughs> That game Kevin Muscat claimed Was uh, why Melbourne
0: victory In such great form Well I never saw it right anyway and then Sydney went on to win the grand final as we watched um rough game tough game Uh, Melbourne came out and did not let Sydney play I loved it could have
2: watched the City Country replay on another channel if I'd wanted to see that demolition derby did
0: Broxham end up with a card if he didn't I don't know how
2: well the VAR probably should have stopped the game and given him one (laughs) (laughs) because that's what he did to isn't it? yeah
0: we'll get to that they're saying that well you can get to it now they're saying that uh, the fourth official was the one that suggested that um, Halosko should have got the yellow and not the VAR. You don't think that?
1: Which they're not allowed to
0: rule on. Of course not. No. Do they, you know what? They I, stuffed it up. It was straight after there was a replay. Yeah. And I reckon that replay accidentally got broadcast. I'm going to have to talk to a Sydney fan. It got put on the big screen. Probably. And the fourth official's gone, ah, uh, yeah, you might want to uh, deal with that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah.
2: But they stuffed it up. Somehow the VAR was involved in that. Halosko
0: gets a yellow card that it's I don't think was a lovely little one. slap.
1: I think it was hardly even a slap. No, 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 no. He, he grabbed on.
0: Valeri's face and then he slapped. um is he? hit him with a Prada. <laughs> 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 it was good. He just stuck his arm there and grabbed one and then slapped the other one. Was when funny. was the last time you saw the fourth official adjudicating for a yellow card or heard of it? Yeah. Uh, well, you see referee, you see, uh, coaches marched up to the stands quite often. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And well, The what? fourth official standing next to him. Uh, Tim Cahill. Yeah, the was, fourth yeah, official of standing yeah. next to him. <laughs> okay, so you saw it once in the most bizarre. You asked me that was up there. When was with the, the last most time a fourth, fourth okay. official led to a card? All right, you've chosen the second most bizarre decision this year, or oh, probably the first actually. The, the Holosko one was the second one.
1: Well, you asked me, I delivered. Anyway, he got. He got what are your f- thoughts on the game? Just. I like their game plan, but you don't, Aaron.
2: Oh, I like the game plan. Tactically, what Musket did was smart, really smart, except towards the end when he should have gotten rid of um, Rojas, who was ineffectual, really. Mm. I think uh,
1: what he made, uh, no subs by the 90th minute, or one. Yeah. I think it was none. made one.
2: And it spoke volumes that Georgevsky, who's up there with the biggest thugs in the league, um, was the master medalist because he earned that, but that's the type of game it was.
0: Long shot. He was the only one out there that I really, you know, considered for getting that medal. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the first half he was on fire, but I I, I thought the way they annoying because he's kind of the Jets. Yeah, it is. He's going to hit some good form right as he goes there. Good but, form um,
2: or just bash crap out of people?
1: Probably both. <laughs> mm, which would be good for the derby. But I thought the way they executed that game plan was perfect because they didn't give they didn't give Sydney any time on the ball. Any time they could whack or smack them, they did, and they got in Sydney's heads. But the question was obviously, is it going to last for ninety minutes? And it was never going to. And I think halftime was probably the best thing that could have happened for Sydney because if that had have kept on going on, I think Victory probably would have got another goal.
0: Well you say that I think Victory needed the rest anyway. I think they did. I yeah. think it was about the roughly about seventieth minute mark yeah. when the game just opened up incredibly. Yeah. yeah. And Sydney was sort of able to play a bit more.
2: But even still, they couldn't capitalise, could they? And, and no. it went perfectly for victory in so much as... Well, they as nearly
0: even scored with Cherusi off, exactly. off the post. Exactly. And it
2: went perfectly in so much as they had very few opportunities. But the one moment of footballing quality that occurred in the game was Barisha uh, around Wilkinson and no defence from Boyce or whatever his name is and uh, mm. puts away a beautiful finish. Great goal. And quality. Um, top quality that's what we came to see Um, but then we didn't see any open football until, like you say the 70th minute Sydney were a bit tired and had uh, spent too much time stomping on toes because they did definitely victory got in their heads and Arnie wasn't able to stop that Um, you would have thought that they had their football ahead of that but to me they didn't so they darn near lost it Um, do you think
0: him putting Simon on was sort of to counteract well, it was. The physical nature of the Surely match. Surely it was. And, uh, and it wasn't worked. the only one. Seb- Even though the physical nature had started to wane off. The it's like putting
2: fuel on the fire. Yeah, the other substitute was Seb Ryle. So you can draw your own or conclusions Carney about Or Carney to that. start with.
1: Or Carney, yeah. Which led
0: to the first goal. Yeah.
1: Which is annoying because he actually came on and played very well, David Carney. He was decent. <laughs> apart from that, that,
0: he's left-footed and he missed that shot. <laughs> he did, yeah. I just,
1: Except yeah. for that. Except a, for that. A Everything else was all a right.
2: massive shank. Um, but I nearly cried when Wilko missed his penalty. Oh, oh, my God.
1: I felt for him for the Borussia goal, so I was—I felt bad for him there because he probably—he he didn't do too much wrong, but then he sort of got caught a bit slow he to He got turn caught around. on the wrong foot, yeah. Yeah, and he didn't get any help from Boyce. Yeah, and
2: combination of the Then when
1: two. he missed that penalty, I thought, he's never going to win a grand final. The That's what I thought. He's <laughs> never going to win it.
2: But it felt good that Vukas saved him. Because I got you to say, yeah. I I was stoked for the three of them.
1: Look, I'm I'm really happy for Vuko. I'm really happy for Vuko, even for Matty Simon, even you. though he's been a little bit of a prick since he left. He's still our leading um,
2: goal scorer and probably will for be for a long time. I know it's very
0: causing to return
1: annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Vukovic and Vuko, I'm so happy for him, especially with everything yeah, that too. Vukovic has me been too. through uh, yeah. with his little kid as well. So. Yeah. I'm stoked for
2: him, And I think, what, is it? it's three grand finals, surely, with us, lost by Wilco. It's uh, two with Matty Simon and two with Vukas. I was trying to work this out. I mm. think that's what it is. And so the, the three of them have waited a long time. Yeah. So credit to them. Sucks
1: it wasn't in our colours. That's yeah, it think. does. It would
2: have been nice, but um, fair play to them anyway. They're good guys.
0: Right, on to a much more important game, the, um It was the derby on the weekend, the poor Mariners versus the rich Mariners. What are you shutting your eyes for, Morrow?
2: Because it hurt a bit. Yeah, it
0: did. <laughs> we we'll, are we'll down there and we uh, were we'll trying to help. And I think we did help for the majority of the game. <laughs> we're definitely <laughs>
2: impacting on the play we in the are. last two games, definitely. Yes.
0: We're in their heads. Shout out to Les, by the way. Um, well, okay, the Mariners were leading 3-2 with mm, about eight minutes to go, if that. And uh, we lost 4-3
1: to North Shore. We went, uh, we went full Mariners, definitely. Definitely for Mariners. So we, were, we were, we well, were, what we scored what we thought was the winning goal <laughs> in about the eighty. They thought it was a winning goal too. It was about the eighty fourth minute, I think, and it was down our yeah. end. Yeah. And even Adam Pearce in the opposite goal sprinted the entire length of the pitch and slid right in front of us. And everybody was going off their heads. And we thought Ask we've got them. this. We've got <laughs> this. We've got this in the bag. <laughs> three two. We need these three points to get off the bottom of the table. Oh, We're not
0: on the bottom of the table. We'll get to that in a no, second, but anyway. We were giving it to we're the goalkeeper, to like, <coughs> don't yeah, choke. We
1: were, we were. We were giving it to the goalkeeper in their entire back line.
2: The um, air-swinging air central the air defender. The air-swing, <laughs> yes. yeah, um, Wouldn't get a game in the over forty-five.
1: Scotty, number
0: four, got dragged. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. And then came
2: and joined us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think it was about the 86th minute, I think. It was only a couple minutes yeah. later when they got the equaliser when it was a header from inside the six-yard box, which Adam Pearce should have probably dealt with. Um, but it was a bit of a mess and then...
0: Yeah, three set pieces and then one, one shot from distance.
1: Yeah, pretty, yeah, really frustrating goals to concede. Um, and then I think the clock did, the clock had ticked over to 90 and the clock doesn't keep going there at Plume. I think it might have been like 91 or something and they score the winner from outside the box, the shot that was hardly moving, that was bouncing and beats Adam Pearce at his near post. Um, so he'd, he'd be pretty frustrated with a couple of those goals, I think. Um,
0: We could tell he hit hit something when he walked in. the dressing room. Yeah, we
1: watched him him walk (laughs) off and I was waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. He walks around the corner and bang! Mm. So um, he obviously wasn't happy with himself, uh, but... But yeah, it was quite frustrating because but, the boys probably deserved to win on the balance.
2: But I think the North Shore Elite uh, probably listened to the podcast because the goalkeeper, as he left, he was blowing us kisses and telling oh, yeah. telling us how we good love we him. were. And the last thing he said was "love you." Yeah. So obviously oh. he's
0: been listening to it.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> he looked freakishly freakishly like Mila Yednak. He did actually.
0: A big shout out to the geese. Yeah. You know who you are. Make it a lot of fun. So we're joined by Sean Millicam. How are you, mate? Going good, going very good. That's good. Um, straight into it. Where are we at with the council on stadium rights? Are we looking? We're, uh, we're looking more at leasing than owning now.
3: Um, so the proposals that we put forward for the council spoke about management rights uh, first and foremost. It was expressed when Mike was he last time and met with them that we needed to earn the trust, um, and uh, and we we're prepared to do that via. Uh, via the management rights, uh, we put in an unsolicited bid uh, and a proposal for for that. Uh, there's currently no structure in how they receive those, um, and uh, and just recently we were told that um, uh, that uh, that there's um, there's no uh, there's no appetite for them to um, to to employ the services of the Mariners for the stadium management rights. But everything that we put in the proposal, uh, they would do. Uh, which included a, a significant amount of investment into the upgrade in immediate infrastructure of the stadium. So, so the proposal for us put that on the table as um, as this is what we will generally do. Like like it's not about ownership. We will we will make upgrades to the stadium to uh, up to four million dollars worth of upgrades. Um, and um, and we will pay annual fees and annual licenses, and uh, and that's all been um, politely rejected, but rejected in a way that we feel like we've had a bit of a win because the council are now saying that they're going to do it, which is exactly what we wanted at the start. So and and I said if 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 yeah if they started there, then we would never have have gone down this did gone down this road because we needed to know exactly what was happening at the stadium so that we can confirm a long term venue hire agreement and. Um, and so now we've gone back into that original conversation with, all right, this is what the stadium looks like. We need the extra change rooms, We need the upgrades that are coming through. They're doing upgrades. They're doing stuff right now uh, as we speak. Um, they're trying to get as much done as they can. They haven't, uh, to my knowledge, gone public with those upgrades. Uh, we've asked them to. Um, and um, And I suppose we'll wait and see. There's a... Um, yeah, by the time it gets around very quickly, the state, the council will get into caretaker mode. So there's a very limited window of opportunity for them to make the decisions and put in, um, yeah, put in um, uh, resources into the stadium. So we'll have to wait and see what happens after that. After that fact, for the new council. So uh, yeah, of course we're going to be speaking to all the new council applicants. Uh, we have told. Um I've lost count. Uh, uh, yeah, at least 20 or 30 community leaders uh, in detail about our uh, proposal and uh, not a single one has given us any any reason to think that there was any issues or problems with it. So um, uh, I suppose it's more about the aspirations of the current council um, that they want to run the venue, run the venue in a, in a better way uh, and they're pushing forward with that.
0: So they've taken all the ideas on board and said that look, we're going to do the majority of these. Um, but but they're not going to let you in, basically. So are you you a bit sceptical about not having that security that you are in charge and you know that that these things will get done? They're not just words?
3: Uh, Well, again, you know, I I think that it's going to be important for the new council to ensure that those commitments that have been made um, um, are seen through because then it's all okay. Like, like I think, yeah. There's no drama. No one's got a drama if the stadiums run properly. And if there's upgrades to the stadium, that's 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 what this is about. This is about uh, a community asset improving. So if it happens, it's all good. Um, yeah. If if you know, and, and I suppose uh, for us, it's a bit about awareness so that everybody's across what can happen at that, and so that there's a bit of. Um, Uh, There there should be some expectations that the stadium is getting improved uh, because if not, then it doesn't make any sense as to why they would have turned us away. Um, And... um yeah, but there could be definitely an opportunity where they review it and have another look at it and go, well, um, well, maybe we should. We, we've kept the offer on the table, um, yeah, for them to um, uh, to pick up. We uh, we spoke to, uh, to to the state government and to the minister of sport when he was here, uh, outlined uh, our proposal and and our details, and even said uh, we'd we'd be uh, we'd be just as supportive if state government were looking to do the same things in, in the stadium, but um, but it's not on their uh, radar at this stage, so. Um, and uh, and yeah yeah I suppose it's it's in a it's in a situation where um, we really hope that they see through what they've told us because that'll be great, uh, and if they don't, then um, then it's going to be um, it's going to be quite deflating.
0: Because all the stadiums I've been to in Australia, this this one is really starting to lag behind in terms of facilities. Like say ten years ago when the A League first kicked off, it wasn't too bad. I know we we're trucking in the big screen. But now it's just really starting to go downhill and getting compared worse. to what else there is. Is yeah. it getting
2: worse? When we went to Sydney recently, they've built two new big screens down there by the looks of things and they had really high-quality big screens before that, didn't they? And mm-hmm. that makes us come home and have a look at our um, big big screen. Um, <laughs> And it's not very big <laughs> for starters, and it's not very good, and so it's kind of getting further and further behind. I guess, further to your question, Jimmy, um, will they let you in on a little bit of the priority? Because I guess some of the the biggest priorities are probably about the screen. They're probably about the audio system, um, some walls, um, the walls, yeah. the little things, yeah, um, the change rooms, all the things that they
3: can achieve yeah. immediately. And so, um, so, so yeah, we we, we will definitely be. Um, yeah, and, and, and I'm in regular conversation with, with Kath, Casey in a really positive way. The good thing that has come out of it right now is we've got a green light to review the current venue hire agreement and, yeah, um, and see what can be fixed for next season. And also, you know, and that, that includes options in regards to extensions, which we're really passionate about, which is again, I refer, that's where we started. That's what, what actually started all this was about making sure that we had the great opportunity, um, to, um, to, to, to maximize the event, uh, that's there on match days. And, um, uh, and that everybody's you know, in invested in a partnership and and um and that's a really good outcome and if part of that venue hire um you know discussion uh, allows us to ensure that there's commitments around the development of the stadium then fantastic and um and look I'm sure that I'm sure that the community itself will will look at this and just make sure that um that it's done the right way yeah.
0: so the lease that you're looking at the length of that will that sort of be determined by the scope of works that are you know
3: Lined up. Well, it has to be because if you know, we, it's it's impossible for us to sit there and, and sign on for another ten years if it means another ten years in the same stadium with the yeah. th- same big screens because. Like, it just, it just can't operate because then what the only thing that will happen is the current venue agreement would mean that we would have to continue to pay to keep up to A-League standards. and But then we're having to pay to bump in a big screen or, or you know, hire the facilities that, that are needed. And we saw it for the Asian Champions League, um, yeah, with all the marquees and the fences and the tents because the stadium wasn't a- AFC compliant, so um so so a venue hire agreement for us moving forward um yeah hopefully we'll cover that and but i've got to say like it is positive it is positive we are we are in in really good uh discussions around that moving forward it's a it's a it's a positive working discussion at the moment so um um yeah Whilst it is a bit of stay, stay tuned it's 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 something that you know what it wasn't exactly what we put a lot of time and energy into to achieve but if i think
1: back it's actually what we asked for where we started so, mm-hmm. um,
3: yeah.
2: Objective on the way.
3: Yeah.
1: What can you tell us about the shareholder meeting happening uh, on Friday? There was a few things floating around on the internet in the last few days, I guess, and people weren't sure whether it was real or not or yada yada, wherever it sort of really come from. But um, what's an outcome that you think would please Mike and yourself?
3: Uh, well, it doesn't mean anything for me personally or, or for, for us as a club. So, to be honest, it's it's so disconnected to... The uh, operations and running of the club it's, it's its kind of you know it doesn't make a difference in, in that aspect so it's about shares it's about shareholding it's about uh, Mike's initial investment into the club uh, when he saved the club and so um, so the, um, uh, the, the the part of the process now for for Mike is is having a look at well you know the the club uh, the football club owns the development yeah uh, around that nine million dollars. And so, yeah, that's uh, that. That needs to be balanced. Um, that's there, and and along the way, of balancing it. It's well, those who uh, who have got shares, who are, were either given shares when the club was first formed, um, you know, and uh, or or, or, or um, uh, made donations to the to the club to get the club up and running. Uh, how relevant are those shares now? Because those shares are in essence reflective of a massive debt. So.
1: So I guess from the outside looking in, it looks like Mike wants 100% ownership of the club because these other people that have the shares aren't necessarily helping with the burden that has been the club over the last yeah, but that's, four that's, years that's, that's been the Mike case for a over. long
3: time. That's been the case since Mike saved the club. So yeah. it's just um, you know there's a process. There's a lot of legalities around that. I you know and uh, and yeah. So I think that there's just a um, yeah there's a there's a process to to go through that. Um, that means that yeah if um Mike should be in a position to own hundred percent of the shares i i, I can 't see why he wouldn 't you know he he 's put in all the money it's, yeah yeah uh, and 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 in effect it 's it's a it's a it 's a debt that quite rightly should be called in to to make sure that he's that he acquires the club
0: so if and when the club turned a profit, would there be dividends to the other current shareholders to be
3: honest i'm not across the the shareholder constitution or, or what is what is right in the in the devil in the detail perhaps um but but to turn a profit you've got to pay your debt first so mm. you're talking about the club having to make nine million dollars before anything goes there um that's that's my layman's you know, view on it um so and uh so yeah I, again it means that the, the, those shares and those bits appear to be quite redundant
2: so I think what you're saying is that fans in general shouldn't think this is a controversial thing necessarily. Shouldn't think this has any implications in terms of the future of the club, the running of the club, the um, you know putting together a football team for next season, um, or any of those things as we go forward. This is just purely what's happening in the paperwork of who owns the club, and mm. and uh, completely separate from our immediate future. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my personal view on it. I've
3: I really can't believe how much of time and exposure it's got, and um, yeah, okay, cool. And you know, like do you think cool.
1: Newcastle um, f- people know that Laurie owns two two sort of bits of it, or or is a shareholder?
3: I, I can't pretend to. Um, Should we clax in that? I, I can't pretend to ever uh, empathise with the thoughts of a Newcastle Jet supporter. <laughs> <laughs> you have to drop a few
2: key points. <laughs> Okay, so as recently reported the, in the media, there was a meeting with the FFA and uh, APFCA, the, the Professional Football Clubs Association, and uh, there was some talk about the amount of the grant and uh, the fact that the members of, of AFCA are not uh, particularly happy with the amount of the grant. And Did you
0: literally walk out? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. What, was, so it like, a, was it like single That's file so in a queue?
2: <laughs> Um,
3: well, Laurie had to stand closest to the door because he's got a busted foot, so we knew that... <laughs> Did you have to wheel him out? Because he, he was going to take a long... So you go closest <laughs> to the door, that's... Uh, <laughs> so, it's... Um, look, it was... It was, uh, um, it was an interesting time in football. Um, you know, coupled on from the back of the FFA Awards night, the night before, there was a lot of... Um, uh, a, lot, a lot of talk and posturing around uh, what the meeting would would, uh, would present, what the outcomes would be. Um, and, um, and, yeah, there's... Um, in essence, the club said that that is not enough money uh, for us to, um, to sustainably uh, run our clubs uh, and for the game to grow um, and um,
0: go back and find another place, find another figure. So do they just give you a figure for what's coming to you or what the overall plan would be?
3: Uh, they only got to the point when they gave us a figure of what were coming to the clubs. Uh, it was clear that that was not a negotiation point at the time, uh, in particular with the uh, with the chairman uh, Stephen Lowey not in the room, so that the um, so that there was no board members from the FFA there, so there was no ability to say, well, this is, yeah, can we talk about this? So, so it's more of
0: an information session.
3: Yeah, 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 it was. Well, if 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 that's what you're just telling us, and we're not going to listen to but the Stephen
1: Lowey not being there, to me raises some serious red flags.
3: It's, um, you know, it it it, well, it highlighted the fact that, that it wasn't a um, a meeting that uh, that was there to, to discuss. It was yeah.
2: just a, because a, a, such a strong response must have meant that uh, members of Afca went in there with a view on what was would have been an acceptable amount. Um, yeah. Any any chance you want to talk to us about what that might have been, or oh, how, look, how look, far look, the distance is?
3: Afca has publicly st- stated that that six million is the number that the game needs to get to. Um, you know, and uh, and you know, the, you paint that scenario, and you've just saved every A-League club the financial, um, yeah, pressure, so that they can really go and 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 go and drive the game forward. Um, you know, and um, and yeah, but uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a big gap between between those two. Um, so that
0: covers full operational for a club like the Mariners. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Meaning academies, meaning women's, meaning yeah, because that's uh, it. Administration, yeah, we, yeah, that's right. Um, we, yeah, we, we get stipulations on on everything that we have to do and yeah. how it comes together. So, um, and uh, and the the thing is, is when the clubs grow and the investment of the owners grow, then the likelihood of more investors with more money coming into the game grows, and then the game grows. So so that's really what's you know trying to be presented. Um, Now I get that there's only so much money that's out there um, but it's how that money is divvied up and the core part that is missing is the principle on how they got to the 3.25 which includes 140k uh, for W League so it's actually 3.11 allocated for a league. The core principle was well here's all our money we've given this away, we've allocated this, we've allocated that, we've allocated that, and now this is what's left and this is what you can have it. So there's no more money left because we've given it away. Now, this is in total contradiction to the strategic uh, position that the A-League will come first. The FFA was saying A-League will come first, A-League will drive the game. Well, if A-League came first, you give A-League what A-League needs... And you say, all right, cool, this is what you need. And then you go back and review where the rest of the money is going and say, all right, look, guys, if we give you that amount of money, it means we're going to have to cut this, do this, or, or do that. That can affect the sport. But that conversation's not even being had. Um, so it, it, is, it is, you know, the, you know, the, the A League
2: clubs are last to the watering hole and, and, uh, and the water's pretty muddy. So what do you think happens next? One, I might be preempting something here, but um, is there potential for a, a strike? Um. No, no, no. It's it, it, there's not that because because <laughs> there's too <laughs> there's too much
3: there's too much damage to the game. You know, you go down that path and you're you're losing Hyundai as a sponsor. You're losing your broadcast right on on Fox. There are good parts that that that, that you know, can't just be you know you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So um, so what next then? What what? Well, so really this is where the connection point, I suppose, comes in, in uh, to correlation with the, with the voting rights um, and the structure of the FFA. So the uh, so FIFA uh, mandated that there needs to be um, – yeah, um, between the A-League clubs and the stakeholders and the member feds and the PFA, there needs to be uh, – yeah, everyone needs to, to agree. Um, and if there 's not the agreement then then FIFA will uh, will will be empowered to uh, send in a um, uh, send out a delegation um, that can do anything up and towards remove the fFA board and put in a new election to, el- to elect a new board uh, and change the game in, in that structure so um that's a that's a that 's a big move that you know, i think it's it 's only happened a, a couple of times across the world uh, that 's there so there's so there 's an expectation that that you know there's 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 a common ground that we can all all find and um yeah, there's, a, there's the new operating model that's being discussed, uh, which is really important, and that is um, yeah, a model that's discussing about the A-League clubs running the A-League, um, and it's, it's how to get there that becomes important because, um, because the funding uh, beneath that is knowing where does the funding that is generated by the A-League, that doesn't go to the A-League, where does that go and why, and, um, and who's making those decisions.
2: And so does it mean anything, uh, we, have heard, we haven't re- really heard any results of what's going on with the free-to-air agreement, uh, if one uh, exists or is going to exist, and there was a bit of talk about commercial television not being into it, ABC being the only person into it, do we know anything further about where that, how that stacks up? Obviously we thought that this, we wouldn't get an idea of what the grant was going to be until uh, we knew what was happening with that, so do we know any more? I know we left the meeting too early. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) the agenda uh, was in the wrong order.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So look, look, there hasn't been uh, anything official communicated for us as to the upgrade, uh, update of the um, of the the free to wear, and. uh, yeah, but there, I suppose the, the, the deadline's yeah, fast approaching which uh then um uh defaults back to Fox and Fox have got the ability to, to take it to market and we believe that there's um there's a relationship with Fox and Channel Ten uh that could get uh, enacted. Uh unless um yeah, I I am hearing what you guys are hearing, so I'm only hearing from the from the journals and the papers. Well
0: Channel ten is in a massive amount of debt and looking like going under before the end of the year. Um and looking at um Fox still pretty much buying them out. Mm. and putting its own product on free to wear, So you might see it come through that channel. Could be helpful for us. Yes. Um, now, uh, I, I went into the office before and asked them when memberships are coming out. They said roughly one to two weeks. Is that for...
3: Uh, look, we haven't firmed a
0: date. The reason we haven't firmed
3: a date is we are just about to lock away the budgets while whilst Mike is here. Um, and uh, and from that budget, when we... You know, uh, when, when we can figure out exactly when we uh, when we start to go on sale and renewals, we're pretty much ready to go. Um, so, um, so so it could happen very quickly. Um, yeah, for us to um, to to get up and on sale.
0: Could we see that um, the membership pack coming out around some signings of players to try and drive memberships?
3: Uh, look, I'll be honest. It would make marketing sense if we announced players and so then we go yes. on sale for membership. No, that's just that's just the way you should do it, isn't it? I was about to say, okay, is, there is there a strategic reason? Is there strategic
1: reason for them going on sale so early? That was my next one.
3: Yeah, next question. Uh, going on sale, membership going on
1: sale early. Yeah, I'll be honest, that's a cash flow issue. Yeah. Um, okay.
3: So, so because right now this is when you know we, we we've it's got like, bills to pay. It's like the
1: dead season at the yeah, moment. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So, yeah. um, so the boss has gone on a scouting mission overseas. I was ask that, okay, whatever. Um, oh. Can you give us any details on what his itinerary might look like?
3: Uh, yeah, so he went to Spain, uh, then he went to uh, the UK So he's gone he, further than Wormsley And then he went to, <laughs> he went to Holland, uh, sorry, he went he to Belgium slurk.
1: That's a straight <laughs> back. Went
3: to Holland, uh, I believe he went back to Spain um, And I believe he just touched down in
0: Melbourne Right, I oh, say so he's back uh. So he wasn't at Plume the other night? No. <laughs> yeah. no, so he
2: gets back here on the Central Coast on Thursday In time for the medal dinner so uh, just on the subject of, um, of memberships and Mike being back in the country as well or coming into the country, any, uh, Mike's coming here purely for the shareholders meeting or just wants to get, have a night out on Friday night and enjoy the medal dinner or? He's coming here for
3: the medal dinner and the shareholders meeting has been scheduled because he's here for the medal dinner. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so and, um, and so then on the, on the back of the timing there, it allows us to lock away budgets now that we've got some indication from the FFA on the worst case scenario and um, off we go.
2: Oh, next su- <laughs> fucking <me> dead. <laughs> <laughs> so next season we're due to have uh, three of the New South Wales clubs visiting us. This season we played uh, twice away to in Newcastle, twice away in Western Sydney, twice away in Sydney. Uh, next season we think that means that we'll have visits from each of those uh, twice. Um, is there any chance that that is going to change or is that going to be a continuing thing for us?
3: Uh, yeah, no, the FFA have confirmed that they are not in a position to change that, so we'll have the, the six derbies at home.
0: Okay. So we're looking at decent crowds and average crowd, hopefully.
3: Yeah, well, two years ago I was projecting decent crowds, so surely we're going to do better.
2: A- and You'd think so. Do we do we like this whole uh, roller coaster? I hate it. I hate it.
3: Yeah. I, I hate it to every say. year. I say, come on, let's. Someone's got to have the guts to break the cycle. It's um, not good
1: for the club, is it? Because no. one season you get a big. Run yeah. and next season you get nothing. Yes, exactly. But we exactly. want the
2: cycle to be broken at the end of this coming season, don't we? We want to have two visits from each of them so we maximise our opportunity and yeah, then, sure. then we want to change the game. So two visits plus New Year's but,
3: Eve. But to be honest, when you have a look at the crowds, they get diluted between the two. So in particular from um, the ticket sales crowds, the, the one game we had this year at the Wanderers had generated the same amount of revenue as the two games of the Wanderers the year before. So what happens is a lot of people go, well, that's my one game I'm going to go. Um, and so the, uh, and it's from a ticket sales perspective. So, um, and, um, and, yeah, so, so I suppose it's, you know, i look at that and go, yeah, at some stage we've got to change it. But to be honest, I don't think it will change until there's a, a, a genuine change in structure of the, uh, of the game.
2: And while so we're on draws, we'll, we, will we try, of course, to stick with uh, New Year's Eve as one of our flagships? Yeah, yeah, that's,
3: that's yep. a number one priority. Sorry, Jimmy.
0: That's all right. So, could you do like a two-game membership to try and drive up the the double visit?
3: Uh, yeah, but um, clubs don't buy members don't buy membership for other clubs. No, but you know what I mean, yeah. like a two two-game ticket. So, um, well, I suppose that's just buying two tickets, isn't it? Or like we've got a three-game yeah membership that's in there, um, yeah that, that we've had, it, had it every year. If the target market is the traveling supporter, then often it's a it's a yeah it's a traveling supporter who won't buy a membership. Yeah, we generally buy two tickets.
2: What, so. about, um, what about what about? But I get
3: your point. Maybe two for one is what, yeah. you, is what you're saying. Well, so uh,
2: two for one and a half. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth yeah worth worth us contemplating. I don't know how it works financially, but um, what about driving? Are we, I think the Newcastle um, Central Coast reciprocal membership thing was a fairly successful thing this year, or on the surface, no, of it, it seemed like, to be. Look, I thought we turned up, we did our bit of the deal. Nice, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> is there any chance that we could extend that, or get uh, Sydney or Western Sydney to come across the line, or is that a bad idea for us?
3: Ah, uh, yeah, that doesn't make financial sense for us. Yeah, uh, okay. I think Sydney we'd lose yeah, we would lose out Yeah, we'd love that, but um, yeah. Our fans yeah. should love to go down there, but... They'd, uh, I mean, let's face it, Wanderers fans would prefer to play at Central Coast and play it Spotless, so we get them all. soulless.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the Newcastle Derby should be on fire this year. it be it's good. Coming up, That'd yeah. Well,
2: and sticking with the draw thing, um, will we try hard to push FFA into letting us have a Derby on a Saturday night in a prime time slot? So oh, we?
3: very much so. And in fact, yeah, that does appear to be uh highly highly likely outcome uh, Saturday night derby uh, fixture is, um, is is looking good. Thank but I won't really know yes. until it's done. So yes. um, yeah. How much does that cost to bribe? No, nah, well it, to be honest it was two years of hard work in in regards to, to getting that energy you know back around the derby. So um it's um yeah, yeah, I think it's
0: uh, That's good. No, the the mm. the uh, free you yeah, know travel, free tickets are yeah. absolutely brilliant. Mm. So we saw Ivan Nachevsky released by the club, and his final farewell comment was a bit odd. Um, what do the club do in that sort of situation when they see, you know, a, a player or a, you know, re- recently former player say some things that they might not like?
3: Well, uh, when players are released, uh, there is a um, there is a deed of release that says that you won't criticise and hack on the yeah. Um, uh, so, so we won't speak poorly of the player. The player shouldn't speak poorly of the club. Um, so, um, so yeah, the, the course of action there is to uh, to contact the PFA and, and, and make them aware of the issue. But to be honest, uh, I, I contacted Ivan uh, directly. Uh, he apologised immediately and took it down uh, whilst he was out there and uh, and stayed out there. Um, it's uh, it is what it is. It's an emotional time, um, and um, and that's the uh, the world of social media we live in.
1: What about Tavares and Fatih? Uh, there's been a lot of rumors going around that they've left or that we've already made made a made a decision on that and there was some things about the insurance stuff with Tavares. Is there more announcements impending or is it sort of a wait and see thing with Tavares still?
3: Uh look, you know, um what can I say about Jackson uh and and, and Mikhail? They're still here, they're still doing community work, they're still contracted till the end of the month. Um and um and and yeah, there's uh, there's no insurance for for Tavares, so so there was no um, so 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 the the, uh, the club took some financial hit uh, in that space. Um, was that because it was a pre-existing condition? Uh, uh, look, it's um, it, it it was uh, a degenerative bone uh, issue in right. the ankle, which isn't covered by the insurance. Um, and um and yeah so um so yeah the the insurance was knocked knocked back
1: was that hid by a ex employer no okay
3: no 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 no, no it wasn't wasn't hit by an ex employer so um yeah it wasn't it wasn 't uh picked up at, at the medical um but um but yeah that 's um it's it's an unfortunate situation, which is where yeah our marquee yeah uh, signing there for us in in Tavares uh, was was unavailable for a majority of the season. I, I genuinely believe our season would have been very different uh, had he been on the pitch, but uh,
2: but it didn't happen. So is there any thought process involved around um, the announcement of player exits, um, such as sort of why why don't they also sort of get around, uh, announced on the same day? Is yeah. You know, Grand final day the day after here's the list of blokes who are going um, how does that work
3: well, every one of them's a uh, unique and individual um, you only make an announcement once it's done so at the moment, like I just said, like for 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 Jacques and for Mikhail, they're um they're still working for us, they're still coming to community events, they're still doing, you know, uh, club night clinics, they're at one right now. Um, yeah, we're in our colors representing our club, um, being paid for, being paid by the club. Um so so they're an employee, so it's inappropriate to um um to, to do an announcement until the announcement's ready to be done.
0: What's the latest on Monty? Last I heard they were waiting on um Paolo to get back to talk.
3: Yeah, look, yeah, you know, Powell gets back on Thursday and uh all shall be revealed soon. So all I can just say is everybody, please remain patient. Um, will we get the um, scoop? Will you get the scoop? <laughs> no. This is your chance. Surprise. This is your chance. <laughs> I, can, I can confirm that the rumours that he's going back to England are just rumours.
0: Okay. You put on the CCM fans forum, you know, some thoughts about the fans questionnaire that went out. Uh, were you surprised by it or happy or...
3: Um Look, I think um, it's an important part for you know, for us to always uh, get feedback we um, uh, We can live in a bubble at the club you know, it 's a real dangerous thing you know where we start to think that we know what we 're doing because we 've done it for a while and and we make assumptions. Uh, based on uh, based on that, so it's really important that we get just clean, just like like just let us know what's working, what's not working. The um, the the research paper that was done by uh, Gemba uh, was was outstanding in regards to the results from from member satisfaction, uh, and it generally does indicate that we um, we should be expecting to to see growth in membership next year. Um, that's what the that's what the stats and the data say uh, in in marketing terms, and so um so yeah, look, I, I think I'm. Yeah, I need to need to keep hearing the genuine um, yeah feedback that's there. It's it's uh, it's a, it's a not a it's not a clear uh, position for us here in this market in regards to membership. It's not as cut and dry as what you've seen in, a, in in a in a Sydney or a Melbourne market about what membership means and and how it connects for the club. So um, the more communication we have, the more feelings that we get, the more ideas that come through. Um, so I wasn't. Surprised, happy or I was I was intrigued. I was I'm um, highly engaged in, in that conversation for, for myself. It's, it's one that I really yeah,
0: want to understand. Um, did it give you a clear indication of which direction to head with next season, say membership packs and that sort of stuff?
3: Uh yeah, it did. Yeah, it did, did definitely help. Definitely helped with, with a few things. Not, no no major shifts That, yeah, sort of sort of affirmed that we're we're on the right uh, on the right pathway. Look, there's um I'd love there to be a voting rights structure. You know, which we sort of came up, and and, and I believe in that. Um, how we get there, I don't really know. You know, but but you know, I think that that's that sort of makes sense. If if you're a member and you can have a vote, you know, that put a person onto an advisory board that could make a difference at this club, then your value and your membership makes sense. And um, uh, I like that. And, you, know, I, you know, I discussed that with Mike about how we get there and um, you know how does how do those things start to translate? I think that all that stuff becomes really important. Um, and um,
0: I'm keen to hear from you guys as to, you know... That is something that um, I know a group of fans tried to do about five years ago and it didn't really go anywhere. So, you know, if that's something the club are now looking at to do, then I'm sure there's a group of fans willing to put their end up to do that.
2: Hmm. I'd have to say that about five years ago, I thought that there was a group that was headed in that direction and I'll be controversial in saying this, but the, the, uh, the OSC... I thought was formed about that time ago in order to sort of perform that function. Um, They engaged via Laurie. um, It was started from a fan forum. That fan forum uh, generated a group of people. That group of people were passionate about talking to the club. Laurie was engaged with that at the time. Um, That group, to be honest, uh, I hoped it might become a more inclusive group and come to a place where every single Mariners member, every single Mariners fan could have a way of being a part of it. That didn't really happen and I personally haven't been involved with it in recent times, in part because of that. I I see it as having become a bit more exclusive and less inclusive. Um, It had a written constitution with the objective of of, uh, advancing the fans' place around the club. It wasn't entirely about having a say in how the club runs, but it was certainly about communicating and dialogue with the club. I'm not really sure if it continues to have that effect. This
0: is is when uh, Bruce was in.
2: Uh. I don't know if it was when Bruce was in because laurie it was really Laurie who led that and if I remember rightly at that forum Arnie sat up the front so I don't think Bruce was here at that time. Yeah but
0: there's a lot more communication between the club and fans now than there were back then. Definitely and so that made it
2: more difficult I guess for for that group to um, represent all of the fans Um, but at the same time I think also the charging of the fees for whatever reason those fees need to be charged um, has made it so that not so many people want to be a member of it and... Um, To be honest, I think that's disappointing. But um, but any uh, system that can be uh, bought that uh, engages fans directly, I think, is is a good thing for the club. So so yeah, I'd like to see another way of doing it. If that is the way, then that would be a good thing. If if it isn't, that's that's just my view. I think you guys knew I was going to say something like that, didn't you? You've drawn it out of me.
1: Got (laughs) it eventually, finally. (laughs) Look,
3: you know, um, I've got a good relationship with the IOC. I I appreciate. Uh, the time and energy that they put in i appreciate the feedback that they that they do i was at the last um uh, the, the last meeting at the leagues club and and um found it very very useful for us as a club so uh and we've discussed that the challenges that are actually faced is uh um is so much around communication because there is a lot more communication with all of our members um, and, um, and so previously that, that probably wasn't as, um, yeah, as, as, as easy to access at the moment, you know, someone walks into the office or writes a letter, we, yeah we do everything that we can to, re- to reply and, and Dan does a fantastic job in, 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 driving most of the load on that. So, Amen. so it does change, uh, change the relationship, I suppose, in, in that aspect, um. Uh, where it where it 'll go and where it'll be i'm yeah i, I 'm intrigued because I, I think that we 've got genuine members with with yeah, genuine positive intent uh, as to as to how they want to make a difference and, and be a part of the club uh, but what is becoming more and more clear is that it is um, yeah we we like to say that there 's a big family and that we 're a big family of supporters and club, and we all come together and it 's all great but but we actually have different motivations. We actually have different reasons, and we actually actually have different styles about how we support the club. Uh, and the 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 members' Facebook page was a real eye opener for us in in how that looks and feels because there are some. There are some great jokes that I get and I love, you know, and, and, and I enjoy it. And there's a, there's a particular fan who really does get into that. Uh, and I, I've, I've been bombarded. I really have. When you turning the page back on, my Facebook has become boring. What are you doing? Like, like it's, it's yeah. people are bailing me. Literally, bailing <laughs> Is that me person at, the at the shops this table? while I'm buying breakfast yeah, for my kids. <laughs> um, and um, uh, so... Have those you seen the fake happened. one? So Yes, I've seen the fake one. Um, <laughs> so, and... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but but you know, like that's a that's a that's a that's a part of our membership. There are other members who have had to have clicked off, walked away. The numbers have actually dropped, and said, you know what, I can't, I can't do that. Um, and so it's difficult for us as a club to find. There's not a there's not a perfect style
2: or anything.
0: So I'm sorry. So the change.
2: <laughs> You know, look, it's <laughs> And it's it's very diverse. The thing is yeah. that the that all of those people, the OSC, people who want to engage there, people who engage with the website, people who call, people who email, I know people who distribute emails to me who email you directly or email the club. Lots of those people are busting their asses, to put it frankly, to do things to try and be supportive of the club, to try and advance the club, to make mm. the match day experience better, to make the fans experience better, to, to engage with the club and try and get information to the club about how things work but
0: how I justified it tomorrow was that you know if, if a question is asked I will fully explain it or I will direct them into where they can find it and I will give them that information and then you see ten minutes later they're spewing some more shit out <laughs> and so I thought right fuck it they're not getting it so you know have a bit of fun Negativity on this podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, can, oh what about God. the direct
2: question? Uh, uh, that's something that uh, you and I spoke about before the start of the season, the members f- Facebook, he asked a few opinions from me anyway, probably others as well. Um, do you think that what you set out to achieve was achieved by the members uh, Facebook group? Look,
3: uh, for me, it moved far faster than I thought. It's, um, I think it achieved what I needed to achieve within a week. Um, like it, it, it really it, it exploded. It changed, and, and I speak to Tyson about it uh, all the time. It totally changed our thought process in in social media, um, and yeah, you know, we've spoken to the other clubs, and I've spoken to other codes. They're not they're not there. They're not even they're even playing in this space. So so they
0: um, there was yeah. some absolutely fantastic club content and some decent um, you know fan content as well. On that page. Yeah. yeah. So 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 what
3: we've noticed is on the main page we would get smashed. You know, if I did a Facebook live post and put it on the main page open to public we'll get slaughtered by the, uh, by, by the keyboard warrior who's got nothing to do with the club but he really gets off on bringing us down you know, he probably supports another club or another I was going to say it comes from you Western know. Sydney yeah, yeah. So, 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 but then what happens is the sentiment looks like well the club's getting smashed so the, so the momentum starts to roll and before you know it the journos are starting to say well surely this is, this is what everybody's thinking because that's what they're reading now the whole conversation then shifted Dramatically to the fact that you know what, no one actually smashed the club, and it stopped looking at the club as the club. It was, it was Sean Millikamp. It was Tyson Scott. It was you know, it was Dan Channel, and it was it was people that you can connect with and talk to the way you talk to uh, in a normal conversation in, in social media. And so, so when, so, so so Dan never would, wouldn't get smashed by by anything, and and so 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 then everyone started to smash each other. So they stopped picking on the club. And you started picking on each other, and yeah. Uh, you know, so, so again, I'm just learning. Yeah, so well, I like it's, and, but, but there's no template. There's no yeah, other club that, that that I've seen that is really uh, having that sort of dynamic. Um, yeah, you know, the closest correlation you, you can draw from is um, is the forums. Um, yeah, and and the forums are uh, relatively old school. They went through this when social media kicked off. A lot of the noise from the forums actually came uh, went away. So, um, so it actually cleaned up the forums for for a bit to have that deeper, meaning, meaningful conversation without the. Um, uh, without uh, the without
0: forum the used to be. Oh, it's still decent now, but back before you know Facebook and MySpace and whatever, all that took off, it was packed, absolutely yeah. packed. I remember when um, the night that Danny um, got his eight months. I think there was like six thousand people, on at the point, it was mm. absolutely crazy. Everyone was going there for information. Now it's all sort of been funnelled into social media, but um, if forum's still a decent place to go, yeah, chat and get some info.
2: Surely it was positive to uh, see those kinds of arguments, and uh, you got to value some of that diversity to happen in. a a relatively private place, if you could say that, um, in comparison to, say, the Jets, who have their public supporters page where they just eat each other out. Oh,
0: I haven't been banned from there yet. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all oh, happening. There's a goal. <laughs> 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 oh, I think there's a few
2: who've probably achieved that goal. But but at least uh, some Lose of, some of that, um, that sort of less exciting uh, interaction between fans at least was sort of taken offline or at least put into a private place.
3: Hmm. Yeah, so it's so it's interesting. We've you know created an environment there where um, where where those who have genuinely contributed, yeah, and yeah, both financially, emotionally, physically, by coming to the games uh, to the club, uh, can have a clean space, have a conversation, and um, and yeah, the conversation isn't as simple as as what we thought it would be.
0: There's a lot of genuine chat on there, yeah, which I participated in. I'd have you know, yeah
2: so it's, so you 've decided though that it 'll be re- restarting next year in a form well, we have to anyway
3: because yeah, what's the cause, thing cause you 've got, got a whole renewal of of membership so so we 've got to you know, wash out anyone who doesn 't renew um, you know, and put in a process for those who do sign on uh, for, for next year 's membership so so there 's a natural um, yeah, under construction process that that happens here now anyway, uh, and I suppose for us at the moment I, I believe I believe you can still comment on posts that are made by the mm-hmm. club. Um, uh, that, that is there, and um, and so yeah. So maybe it might be, it might help filter a little bit. I I'm not sure. We'll just, just take it one step at a time and um, get to a big grand opening again, and then over the floodgates and <laughs>
2: let it all go. <laughs> let so, the but, fun begin again. So, uh, but, um, I
1: have one more question we'll for you, Dave. When do you get a holiday?
3: Uh, I I I don't really. Um, <laughs> Get a holiday. <laughs> I, don't I don't know how I it
0: to no, it. No, no. now, now's, now's the busy time. Well, now, Actually, oh, that was a question we were asked a couple of weeks ago. I think what that's a myth. The staff?
1: For, some, for some people, they think that the club just goes shut, walk away for six months. But this is like the busiest
3: time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it is the time that I have to make sure that the staff take leave um, and just so that they don't get totally burnt out. So. Um, uh so then that does increase the load for for those that that don't take leave because they've got to sort of pick up um you know so we run we do run on a lighter crew uh strategically this is when all the hard work comes in so this is this is you know the most crucial time for me in my role because now is when the decisions are made um and um yeah, and the strategies are put in place and, and if you get them right and if you have a great off season and the season just flows nice and naturally because you're just following the plan you're following the plan and it's coming all, all, all into place both on and off the pitch and um um but uh, but yeah if you relax now then you're then you're you're winging it when it comes to the season and, and you're, you're chasing your tail so um so it's 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 easy to as an administrator to to sort of take your breath and and pause but it's it's not about that we've got to yeah, we've got to take a big step forward next uh, next season for um, for the club uh, we've got a, it, it's a it's like a new era uh, for, for the club that we're, we're moving into uh, which is exciting and daunting at the same time um, and so um, so it's a time for, for us as a club to, to re-earn our stripes and, and get moving forward So, Now you got a question?
0: Yeah I was just going to ask okay. so
2: when when does it's a strange time to ask it straight after the grand final but when does the pre-season um, start for the boys when do they come back and start working hard to be, get Get fit and all that.
3: Uh, yeah, so they finish up after uh, there's a golf day on the 19th of this month, um, and then they uh, and then they break from there, uh, and then they'll be uh, away for the uh, for the for June and then back in July uh, for for a pretty intense pre-season heading straight into the FFA Cup.
0: Um, yeah, so cool. Well, I got one last question because I know you got to get to the training. What um who we got for the kits next year? I believe it's still Umbro.
3: Yeah, Umbro's still on. So it's the second year of their uh, agreement. They've got a um, they've got an activation call, clause, so they can um, stretch it out to four years. Uh, the reason for that is because Rebel Sport, who are backing the Umbro, who uh, have got the Umbro license, uh, they need to just make sure that they've still got that license. So they've got a renewal uh, period that's there. Um, so there's every likelihood that um, that they'll extend into um, for another two years and. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to uh, to to be planning,
0: you know, the kit launch, uh, which is um, any hints on what it's going to look like? Uh,
3: I, I hinted before when I said that uh, that we've got to earn our stripes, so um, so there's <laughs> there's,
0: there's the hint for no.
2: you. Might have yellow and blue. Cryptic.
0: yeah, are we yellow club or blue club?
2: Oh, don't go That's there. Yeah. We sing for Mariners. Well,
0: Na- right, navy, um, surely.
3: Throw
2: that out there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll let you uh, we'll let you get off the training. How are you going at? Um, Local League anyway Oh no! Nah. Don't talk come about on, it Come on <laughs> Okay. I thought
3: I, I, You kept all the nice questions And then you're going to hit right. me with that one <laughs> well, <laughs> Terrible Thank you for terrible. joining us this <laughs>
0: season Multiple times We really appreciate it um, And we we'll, might get you back on in a month or so When we do the next show
3: Alright good stuff Cheers guys Thanks, Thank Sean. you
0: All right, well, not much to talk about in upcoming games apart from uh, we've got Mount Druitt Rangers away um, Saturday 7pm down at um, Poppendetta Park. But the next home game is against Bankstown City FC, which is uh, Saturday the 20th of May at 6pm down at Plume, which I'm sure will be a lot of fun again. Get down there. That is,
2: that is, is great that fun. Is good fun. Yeah, and it's getting funner. It's funner than last year. Just saying. And there hasn't even been any mist or freezing cold yet. So
1: It wasn't even that cold on the weekend.
2: No,
0: it's getting a little bit colder, but not yeah. much. So And surely we're going to win. So we are third last on the table at the moment. We've got uh, Spirit FC and Bankstown City FC below us. So they're on nine and seven points, respectively, and we're on ten.
1: So um, Important game for the table. Yeah,
0: so the next home game is massive. Us. So if Banks don't get a win and we don't, we're on equal points, but uh, we have a better goal difference. So you know we really need to start winning to uh, get back up the table. But we, as long as our 18s and 20s keep winning, we won't get relegated if we finish last. It's, mm. it's um the champ, the club championship, isn't it, Luke?
1: Yeah, well the 18s are 18s are undefeated. They're nine wins, uh, one draw, I think, uh, and the 20s are in about fourth or third, I think. Uh, So as long as they keep on picking up points in first grade, get the odd win here and there. Um, uh, I think on the club championship we're about mid-table or something, so that's fine. So um, I think we definitely won't want to be relegated any lower than MPL 2 because then it becomes tough to develop good players at a good level. So we'll stay up. We'll be right.
2: Yeah, there's some good are. young players though that are coming through those, and it's uh, well worth getting down there to have oh, a look. Oh, definitely. And some of them are getting a run in the uh, grade above, so um, especially
0: the twenties. You might yeah. see a couple of them get pushed up into the first grade. So. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, get down there if you can't. If if we don't get a good result, there'll definitely be some good banter. <laughs> <laughs> you have fun either way. You come for the football, you stay for the laughs. Exactly. Oh, and the chicken burgers were better, weren't they, Morrie? The chicken burgers were improved on the
2: first. The first chicken burger I had there the f- uh, two home games ago, not as good. Less chicken, you were right, Jimmy. Too much lettuce, not enough chicken. Um, they've changed the patties there, but I will say they ran out of food a little bit early and the bar was closed.
1: There was four people there. How do you Boom. run out of food? There's more than four people. There should have, yeah. There were six at least. Seven. There's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, a couple hundred.
0: <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, but um, running out of food, probably not the best business decision to do.
2: No, but at least that was late. It was only for the late um, uh, eaters that that was a problem. So, yeah, get down there, people. Yeah, it's I want to go day. back for
0: seconds. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I
2: don't think I could have eaten another one. Actually, it just a uh, shout out to the chips as well. They were better too. They yes. were a little bit burnt the first time, the second time around. Perfect. Yeah, people won't like us wasting time talking about burgers and chips on this show, you know. No, nah,
0: just Food saying. reviews. Anyway, for. speaking of food, um, massive thank you to Sidelines for sponsoring um, us this year. And um, thank you for everyone for listening. This is our last show for about a month. And then we're going to do a monthly show um, which sort of features the academy and academy players and coach Ben and, you know, Ken and all that sort of stuff. So... Thank you for listening this season. Uh, we appreciate your listeners. Um, we appreciate any feedback we get, positive and negative. I know I might get a bit narky, but, you know, it's we're here for fun. This is a hobby. We're not professionals. Uh, we do it for the love of it. We don't get paid or anything. So thank you for listening and thank you for appreciating it.